Today's sermon will deal with a very practical method of applying our faith to our life situations. I am basing this sermon on the first three steps from a 12-step program. The steps in such a program are a set of guiding principles for recovery. They were originally developed by the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous for recovery from alcoholism. The 12 steps were initially published in the first edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, which was published in 1939. This method was, and still is, successful in treating the illness not only of alcoholism, but also in many other areas of addiction, such as drugs, debt, food, love, sex, gambling, smoking, work, and many, many more. The most significant aspect of these programs is that in the lives of many people, they really do work. I'll bet that many of us here today has either gone through such a program or have a family member or a friend that is either going through or has gone through the program. We have seen through our own eyes the power of such a program. I believe that applying the principles of these programs in this time of stress, anxiety, worry, uncertainty brought on by the COVID-19 virus has become all the more an important thing to do. Today, I'm going to use the first three steps to show how they can lead us into a deeper relationship with God. Those steps are, we admitted that we were powerless over our problems, that our lives had become unmanageable. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. We made the decision to turn our wills and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Now, many people believe that the time to approach the 12-step process is only after someone has hit rock bottom, either emotionally or physically or both. A good friend of mine says that he would never have stopped drinking and probably would have died if he had not been found passed out in a gutter. However, I believe the process can be used in many other situations that occur within our own lives that are far less dramatic. We have all felt our lives become out of control. There's an old saying, it's been around for a long time, that says, at all times, either our lives are now out of control or they are about to go out of control. We are working so hard at our jobs that our relationships with our friends and our families have become strained. We have set a goal to make a certain amount of money by a certain amount of time, and our focus is on that goal and virtually nothing else in our lives. We are golfers, or we are sailors, and every weekend and several days during the week, 
We are completely dedicated to those sports and nothing else. We can follow our lives and allow them to become out of control when we let our emotions take control. We feel so angry with someone that anger is all we feel and care about. We feel so much anxiety that it takes over our lives and we worry about every aspect of those lives. We suffer so much grief that it is the lens through which we see all of our life. There are many ways and reasons that our lives can spin out of control and lose all direction. Now, some of you may balk when I say these types of behaviors are addictions. However, one of the accepted definitions of addiction is any activity, substance, object, or behavior that has become the major focus of one's life to the exclusion of other activities, or has begun to harm the individual or others physically or mentally. That describes an addiction. How often have we heard from the workaholic that once they complete the work projects they, will, they are working on, they will go on a long vacation with the family, and the vacation never happens. In order to work so hard, their family and their friends and even their faith community, all of which they love, become distant to them. The person with anger says, you know, it's just not worth it. I'm going to just let my anger go. But instead, it still resides deep within them. And as long as it exists, it affects not only themselves, but all those around them who begin to know them as just that angry and unhappy person. Or the person suffering from anxiety that keeps trying many different things, legal and illegal, to control that anxiety. And none of them work. That person who withdraws more and more from life and the world around them because they spend so much time and energy fighting their fears and their anxiety. In light of all of these behaviors, we must recognize that the definition of addictive behavior describes our lives or portions of those lives. Addiction also brings with it the need to be untruthful, to lie about our condition to our loved ones, our friends, our business associates, and even to God. To repeatedly tell falsehoods that inevitably become much more complex and leave one exhausted, angry, and anxious. It is in all those times that faith in God through Jesus Christ is of critical importance. I believe that the first three steps of a 12-step program can be used to apply that faith to our everyday situations, including living with the forced changes and uncertainties brought on by the COVID epidemic. The first step 
is to admit that we are powerless over our addictions and are taking our lives out of control through those addictions. And that our lives have become unmanageable. Whatever those issues may be, are we willing to take the first step? Are we willing to be honest with ourselves and all others in our lives, recognize our addictions, and then be honest with God that we cannot fix our situation on our own? Are we truly tired of repeating and living with and lying about the same addictive behaviors we have experienced for years? No matter what we do, we are powerless to change things for the better on our own. The weight of the pain and sadness sometimes seems to be too heavy to bear. But, as it is written in Psalm 34, verses 17 through 20, that Melanie read for us, when the righteous cry out for help, the Lord hears them and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord rescues them from them all. For you see, God has not forsaken you, me, or anyone else. God is here ready and willing to help us through a transformation. All we have to do is swallow our pride, our overconfidence, our secret lives, and admit to God that we need God to make us whole again. We cannot do this ourselves. Only through the power of God, through Jesus Christ, can we truly be transformed and be free of the self-imposed limitations that exist in all of our lives. It is when we learn that all the attempts to control our own lives become futile and will remain so, that God becomes the only option to help. That brings us to the second step, to know and accept that only God can restore us to sanity. This is where the difference between belief and faith is so important. We can believe in our mind that God exists, but that's not enough. We need to have a deep-seated faith in God through Jesus Christ that resides in our hearts and deep, deep, deep down in our souls. That deep-seated faith in God will bring us the control we need it is important that we understand that the causes of our addictions may not change. The circumstances that cause our anger, our anxiety, or grief. But we are called to have a deep faith that God will give us the power and the strength to effectively and meaningfully deal with them. We now come to the third step that we make the decision to turn our lives over to God as we understand God. Now, as Christians, we can understand God through Jesus Christ. 
Once again, belief is not enough. We can believe that the statements by and about Jesus that are in the Bible are true. That faith resides up here in the mind. However, we need to go deeper than that. We need to have an absolute faith in our hearts and in our souls that God loves each and every one of us. That is true. No matter who we are and where in life we are, and importantly, what addictions have taken control over our lives. We can reveal our full selves to God, be it completely truthful, and give every area of our lives to God. In short, we can trust God. That is faith not only of the mind, but also of the heart and the soul. I'm not sure how many of you have purchased a used car. I have purchased many of them. When you purchase a used car, you accept the things about that car. You accept the fact that the car has miles on it and maybe a whole lot of miles. You accept the fact that there may be scratches on the outside and stains on the inside. You accept the fact that the tires may need to be replaced and some maintenance work may have to be done. All of this comes with buying a used car. Now, if you were purchasing a new car, you would not expect to have the stains on the inside and the scratches on the outside, nor would you expect the tires to need replacing. The expectations are completely different between the two. The moment we ceased being a newborn infant, we became used. Each one of us comes to God with a past. In turning our life over to God, we give to God our entire self, including our past losses and shame. We hand over to God every moment of disgrace, every tear we have ever cried, every word we wish we had spoken but did not, or that we did speak and wish we could take back, every lie we have uttered, all the broken promises, the loneliness, all the dreams that died, the dashed hopes, the broken relationships, our successes and our failures, all of our yesterdays and the scars they have left in our life. All of our past comes with us when we come to God. And just like us, when we purchase that used car, God is so very happy to have us, past and all. You see, when you purchase that used car, you are not looking at its history, what it will bring to you in the future. God accepted us, and when he accepted us, God gladly accepted our past. God wants to know that when we come to God, there will be the means and the desire to help us overcome any situation that is sending our lives out of control. We just need to accept God's love and the fact that we are truly people of importance to God. We matter to God. It then becomes much easier to turn our lives over to God.
What a concept. Turn our entire lives over to a loving and caring God. Especially in times of worry and fear like we live in today. We are no longer in charge. God is. God is the boss. We are the employees. God is the parent. And we are the children. God has taken over control of the areas of our lives that were out of control. We no longer have the compulsions or addictions. God has them. And we can trust God to deal with them by giving us the strength and the power to do so. So let us start or continue the journey with God through Jesus Christ and we and the world will see what can be accomplished by letting go and letting God. Amen.